At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you found prime time action with gil alexander and matt brown on vsin the sports betting network Primetime action here, our number three on a Tuesday. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Kelly, you are looking at a bet that you were, uh, is it in your account or you were looking to make? What, the Nuggets? Yeah. Oh, it's in my account. Oh, it's in yeah. your account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are blasted. Things are, things are not looking up in that one. No, the uh, it is 65 to 42 right now, Timberwolves, with two and a half minutes left in the Second quarter, 65-23. Sorry, Jokic just made a free throw. Uh, Let's see. The Denver Nuggets have 11 turnovers, seven fouls. It's been uh, it's been pretty bad on that end. Live numbers right now on this game and others. Uh, Let's see. The Timberwolves are definitely not the number that I'm seeing right now. They are 15 and a half live, 230 and a half the live total. In other games, we've got the Pistons up on the Pelicans, 93 to 99 minutes left in the game there. Pistons, two and a half point live favorites, 227 and a half the live total. Bucks up on the Wizards, 67 58, 450 remaining in the third. Bucks, 12 and a half and 202 and a half. The Heat up on the Raptors, 72-66. Heat, four-and-a-half-point live favorites, 218-and-a-half the live total. 6.30 remaining in the third quarter of that game. The uh, Bulls up on the Magic, 62-59. to One-and-a-half minutes remaining in the first half. Bulls, six-and-a-half-point live favorite, 241-and-a-half the live total. Uh, in the last game in progress right now, Spurs with a six-point lead over the Warriors, 36-30. to Spurs, eight-and-a-half-point live favorite, 227-and-a-half the live total. Over on the ice, bunch of games in action. Bruins up on your Kraken, Matt, Good. two to one. That's it? That's it. 19 minutes left in this game. Uh, Bruins minus 900 live. Kraken, five to one on the money line. Live total of five. Sharks and Lightning, two apiece. 18 minutes remaining in this game. Lightning minus 245 still on the money line. Sharks plus 180. Live total set at six and a half. Jets, Flyers, one apiece. 18 minutes remaining in the game. The Jets minus 160. Flyers plus 120. Four and a half the total. Rangers have taken the lead over the Panthers. Three to two. 18 minutes remaining in the game. Rangers minus 280. Panthers plus 200. Live total of seven shaded uh, heavily to the over. 
The Capitals and Penguins all tied up at three in the second intermission. Penguins minus 155 live. Capitals plus 120. Eight and a half is your live total. Maple Leafs continuing to dominate the Devils. That is six to nothing beginning of the third period. Islanders with a 3-1 lead over the Senators. Three minutes remaining in the second period. You could get 12 to 1 live on the Senators right now if you wanted to jump in live. Six and a half the total in that game. Canucks and Predators two apiece beginning of the second period. Predators minus 225. Canucks plus 155 live. Seven and a half the total. Flames and Stars one apiece. Seven minutes remaining in the first period. Period. The Flames minus 125 on the money line. Stars minus 105. Total set at seven. Over in college basketball, we got some top 25 games in progress. Michigan State and Maryland. This game coming down to the wire. 63 yep. apiece with one minute remaining, Wes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maryland, by the way, interim coach Danny Manning, the former NBA star and Kansas Jayhawk. Uh, Manning and the Miracles won the 88 national title game. He is the interim coach there at Maryland. Maryland got absolutely whipped by my Indiana Hoosiers on Saturday, but so far, giving Sparty a tussle here, 63 apiece. We did have one top 25 team already go down tonight. That would be UConn getting beat at home as 10.5 point underdogs by, uh, or 10.5 point favorites. Creighton gets them 59 to 55. And then Tennessee with a 10-point lead over Texas A&M, 85-75, one minute left in this game. That was a game, was that a game you were involved in? That's a sweater for me because Oof. I do I do have plus 11 here. So uh, would like to see if we can get this home. As now Tennessee is going to go to the line, 114 left to go, 85 to 75. Aggies kind of hanging by a thread right now. We got a couple of segments to talk about this, and Wes, this is uh, glad to have you on for this one. This is the Pebble Beach Pro Am. I'm actually really glad to have you on as well because I hate these programs and I certainly hate these. Uh, I certainly hate these. So do, so do apparently the PGA Tour players because only six of the top forty are going to be here. Yeah, this week. And, and I certainly hate these multi-course uh, tournaments as well because it's very tough for me. I'm a super super data-driven guy and certainly like to try to get in in tournament on super on on data and of course if they're switching courses then it doesn't really matter whenever mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out mm-hmm. you know okay is there anything they can correct the next day or is there anything that someone did exceptionally well to fade them whatever it might be right so it, it doesn't really play to my skill set here in, in all this but um why don't you uh let everybody know here what what we are working with here it's going to be Pebble Beach by glass and, and Monterey and Pebble Beach twice yeah and I mentioned a downfield I think for a variety mm-hmm. of reasons you talk about hating these pro-ams uh, and a lot of players I don't think like this. That's why I didn't want to say that Will Zalatoris didn't get COVID-19. He probably does have it, but he did withdraw. He was mm-hmm. one of the shorter-priced guys, but I also thought maybe, you know, uh, don't want to do a six-hour <laughs> round necessarily. I had kind of a rough weekend where I should have had my first PGA Tour win, got beat in the playoff by an incredible shot by Luke List, by the way, which I don't think made you all that displeased. I had, uh, hey man, I had, I had both. It was the best playoff in the history of the world for me. Mm-hmm. I, I had both. So, mm-hmm. Wes, he had four outrights. He had, he had, he had Zalator- all the squares covered, man. He had Zalatoris, Luke List, and John Rahm. He he was looking good either way. Mm-hmm. I was dead to Justin Rose, and then he hit a ball in the water on 18. That sunk his chances. I had two water balls. Rory McIlroy as well (laughs) over there in the Dubai Desert Classic. I rarely take the favorite in a tournament like that. And uh, he had it won, basically, and then just kind of gave it away. Victor Hoblin, of course, benefited. You mentioned it, Matt. Three different courses here. Pebble Beach uh, will have one of the first three rounds, and then everybody will gather there on Sunday because they do a 54-hole cut here. Low 60 pros, low 25 pro-am teams here. 
All of these courses basically right around 7,000 yards. Pebble Beach can play the toughest because it has the smallest greens on tour of an annual tour event. 3,500 square feet. They're pure POA greens. And then you go to Spyglass Hill. That's a little bit more protected by trees. It's more of a tree-lined uh link style track whereas monterey peninsula and pebble beach both off the coast monterey peninsula by the way back in the rotation they only played the two courses last year so we are going to get you got to play all three courses and then of course uh sunday they come to pebble beach saturday is where a lot of the yeah and look at the pro-am pairings that's where a lot of the professionals and the celebrities most of them are on pebble beach on mm. saturday afternoon obviously for cbs coverage and they want to do that so it was tough for me to find like comparable courses here i compared obviously the ones in the rotation i looked a little bit at wiley mm -hmm. in the sony open a little bit at sea island which hosts the rsm classic el chameleon which does the mayakoba so i was basically looking at coastal courses and because these are such short courses you really don't link doesn't really matter yeah. on these courses it's yeah. just hitting fairways greens and regulation good drives gain strokes gain approach you can pretty much put that in your model every week and then poa putting is what i used kelly what did you go with this week in yours yeah a lot a lot of uh, what west and i mean i think you know when we start looking at this you know where they're going to play you're talking when they get to the pebble beach course you're talking about the shortest course they're going to play all year and you're talking about the smallest greens and you're talking about the only course where you really have good shot link in from of the three of these. So you're trying to really handicap that course and then also keep in mind what you think they're going to be able to do on some of these others. But I think it's important to point out that's the shortest course of the tour, smallest greens, and then this is the first tournament we're seeing with all POA greens, right? So I think that's something where you got to mm -hmm. factor into your modeling as well. Like Wes said, it was very much, uh, this is as high as I'll go on approach percentage for my model all year uh, with the smaller greens and as small of a, small of a course it is. I didn't really do anything off the tee statistic-wise. Just not not really important enough. Because of the first couple days where you could, you're going to be playing all three courses, uh, strokes game par 5 was important to me any of these par fives that you can get some scoring on uh was big and then proximity 100 100 125 uh 125 well, yeah 22% of approach shots last year came from that range uh on on Pebble Beach course uh so used that pretty heavily par fours 350 to 400 yards and then looked at a lot of um, you know, greens and regulations around the greens, sand saves, mm -hmm. look, factored that all in. And then a lot of putting statistics, really strokes game putting on POA, uh, opportunities game, birdie or better on some of these, you know, on some of these other courses and three putt avoidance as well. You don't want to get on a small green right. and then have someone three putt. So that was, that's a lot of what I factored in um, there. And that you was did a lot uh, more than I did. Yeah, Mine yeah. was the keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. Like I just, yeah, I have approach, good drives around the green, proximity to 100, 125, and opportunities gained, and that's it. That's the yeah. only thing I, it's the only thing I put in this week, and then I just, and then I just uh, filtered it down to the to the short courses, and, courses and, under 7,200. And yards. by the way, what you mentioned, Matt, there we don't get that data from Spyglass mm. Hill and Monterey Peninsula, so you're pretty much getting Pebble Beach. It's kind of like last week at the Farmers, you didn't get North Course data, which obviously plays much easier mm. than the South Course, so you were basically dead to South Course data depending on the draw. I got on the wrong end of the draw last week because I played all North. Of course, days day one that did not work out very well for me. Yeah, so I, I kept it super simple this week, and and you know, listen, I think that 
the the names that I came up with, and we'll 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 hold off on what bets we have in our accounts until next segment here to kind of go through things. But I mean, what it basically did with all of that, and like I said, I filtered it down to the short courses under seventy two hundred yards, and I, I think with something like this, I mean, last week it paid off for me to kind of ignore putting statistics and just really focus on guys that I thought fit the course pretty well and hope that the flat stick got um, got hot. And, you know, that's what happened. Luke List, one of the absolute worst putters on tour yes. and and was able to figure out how to putt for four days, right? And, and so I think that's, you know, when we talk about my card here, I mean, that's I have several guys here that, you know, most most likely in any other sort of model that factored in any sort of putting would just would instantly be disqualified. But I'm actually not worried about it so much this week. Right, exactly. And Luke List, I guess when you're not a very good putter, what do you do? You hit it stiff out of the bunker to like three feet and go ahead and win the thing. So uh, Luke List finally gets his first PGA Tour win. I believe he went 206 starts. We will look at my card. We'll look at uh, Kelly's card and what Wes has in the accounts here for this uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Not a big one for me. We'll talk one and done as well. It's primetime action here on Tuesday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action here on a Tuesday, Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass over there. I'm supposed to probably be doing a read right now for this uh, big game betting guide, so uh, Kelly didn't give me the uh, the heads up on that, but that's fine. Oh, that's weird. I only yelled it a couple no, times. You know? No, great stuff in there, by the way. Adam Burke, Dave Tooley, Josh Applebaum, Cast of Thousands. Go. Get the big game betting guide at vcin.com slash Super Bowl. It's beautiful, and it's the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And you can sign up for the for the free big game betting guide also, you know, all, the, all that stuff over there. Yes, vcin.com slash Super Bowl. Kelly's back there too busy talking about how excited he is for his bets on this tournament. He's leaving us tomorrow. He's going to have fun for the rest of the week on the beach. He's he can't he's checked out for these last 45 minutes. Uh, a, I told you about it twice during that break, but yeah, I mean a little bit. Bachelor reporting weekend, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so let's start with your card because um, we have a nice little graphic made for you and uh, what bets are in your account. As we sit right now, again, the, 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 there are, you know, listen, if we look at this, as uh, Wes mentioned, it's not a very deep card here. 
here. It is not a big name heavy card. So if you're going to be looking to bet this, you're not going to be finding a lot of the names that maybe you would be typically looking for. I mean, Patrick Cantlay is your favorite at six and a half to one burger at nine to one, according to uh, DraftKings Spieth at 16 to one. And then outside of that, I mean, as far as the, the names that the super, super casual fan knows, I mean, maybe, you know, Jason Day is there at 18 to one, Justin Rose, 18 to one, but then you're getting into a whole bunch of different names here that I don't think a lot of people are going to be very familiar with. So it is, uh, I bet the casual better doesn't really get outside of those top few names at the top here, Kelly. So maybe that'll present some value a little further down the car. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I was looking at these odds just overall last night and then today. I, I mean, listen, on my models, I don't know where you guys came out. I mean, Cantley was one or two in every round that I run, I ran. Mm. So, I I mean, am I betting him at plus 650? No, I, I, I'm, I'm staying away from him this tournament. I was looking further down the board, but... I'm just going to say, as far as what we, what's happened in golf the past year or so, right? You can at least make an argument for Cantlay, Berger, Spieth's numbers to be pretty dang short. I mean, Rose, like Rose, I was able to get at twenty nine to one. In some, I'm on some Rose as well with you. So. Yeah, I mean, me and Wes were gushing over Justin Rose the past two weeks over text messages. Approach game has been fantastic the past couple weeks. So I kind of had a feeling we'd both end up on him. But I mean, eighteen to one on Justin Rose, eighteen to one on Jason Day. That's he, ridiculous. He's an incredible golfer, but what like what has he shown you consistency wise? Seamus yeah. Power, Matt. We were betting Seamus Power at a hundred to one like mm-hmm. six months ago. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some. Some of these guys, like, you know, really, I, I, I mean, Mito Pereira, 40 to 1, sure, I might be able to get there on a weaker field. You know, we've played numbers like that, but some of these numbers, I just, Cameron Tregali, 25 to 1 for an outright ticket. The guy hasn't won on tour right. yet. I don't know how you can bet yeah. that. And let me go back to Jason Day because the reason why I think he's that short, obviously, he showed life last week at Torrey Pines at T3, mm-hmm. was in the final group. The form, I think everybody's going on the course form here. Seventh last year, then fourth, fourth, second, fifth, eleventh, fourth, missed cut, sixth. So obviously he has been in the mix here and likes this course. But the fact, what did he close last week? Like 100 to 1 at Torrey Pines? And now you're betting the number 83 ranked player in the world in the official world golf rankings at 18 to 1. I can't You know what? If he beats me... I'll live with that, it. That's what it is, Wes. If he be if those kind of guys beat you with those numbers, you got to be able to live with it. Because I don't really know how they're bettable. So I, I did. Justin Rose is a guy I was looking at. Kind of had an idea I was going to be betting him this week. Able to grab him at twenty nine to one. Before, I had the same. Yeah. And, and this is important to say. I did bet this last night. This is before Will Zalatoris pulled out yes. of the tournament. So outright numbers are going to be adjusted uh, for that. Uh, I, I adjust, Justin Rose, and he popped in the model, and, and kind of even if he didn't, I, I had a feeling I was going to be betting him anyways. But he was top five in the last 12, last 24, last 36 model I ran. Uh, Wes, I believe I heard another guy we're sharing is Matt Kuchar. We're sharing all of your outrights. Oh, really? I was shocked to see Matt Kuchar was top five in every model I ran as well. Mm -hmm. Did not think I would be on the Kuch coming into this tournament, but but I am. I got him at 85 to 1. So so a couple bombs in this tournament. Like you said before, Wes, what is it, six of the top 40 players playing in this? I think you got to look further down the board. It's 
another multi-course tournament. Uh, makes it a little wonky. Wasn't going to go crazy on the card, but those are three guys that three guys that I liked. I did like Cameron Tringali. Did like Kevin Streelman. You look at course history here with mm-hmm. Streelman. You look at what Tringali's been doing recently. Wasn't going to go fire outrights on them though. So took yeah. a top twenty bet. And then Justin Rose, top English player, found that at a good price here in town. Uh, wanted to hop on that at plus one sixty. No, I'm with you on all those. And Kucher, by the way, that eighty five to one. I think you must have got that at Circa. Yep. And and that's a great number, by the way. And Cooch, if you really look at it, these are the type of courses probably now in his career that he's going to win on. Shorter, coastal-type courses. He's won at Wiley before. He's won, I believe, uh, I believe the RSM Classic before because he's down there from Sea Island, Georgia. So this is a guy that's won at Mayacoba in Mexico. I thought that those courses had some kind of correlation mm-hmm. to Pebble Beach this week. So I thought Matt Kuchar made sense. And over the last 24 rounds, I don't know if you guys do like 24 rounds or 36 rounds or a mix of both. Tops in this field and Poa putting strokes gained over yep. the last 24 rounds is one Matt Kuchar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Wes, who's on uh, who's on your card? Yeah, I have Justin Rose as mm-hmm. well at 29 to one. Uh, look, uh, I, I like how he's playing, and and the fact that Jason Day was shorter odds when you got a Rose here who has three top 12 finishes in the last four events and was T6 and had a little bit of an outside shot to win, but hit a ball in the water, sunk his chances. He was kind of tinkering, messing around with his equipment over the last couple years. I think he's starting to kind of find something, and he has a good record here, at least a solid record in limited appearances. Remember, he was T3 at the U.S. Open back in 2019. That U.S. Open where Gary Woodland outlasted Brooks Kepka at the end. So Rose 29-1. Kevin Kisner 50-1. to I always like Kevin Kisner. It's not a par 70, but I always like him on these short courses, albeit he's more be- he's better putting on Bermuda than he is on POA. But I, he just fits the profile here. I think if you look at, like, good drives gained, approach, and that type of stuff, mm-hmm. Kevin Kisner, 50 to he 1. He was a guy that I thought had a good number on him, and the guy that could fit this type of course, I was just surprised he didn't really show up in my model at all. He, I stayed he, away from yeah, him. Yeah, he, he did not, and 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 I kind of went on a little bit of a hunch mm-hmm. there. Uh, Tom Hoagie, I'm going back. A little bit of scar tissue for Kelly Bidlin and Ugh, I because we yep. were on Tom Hoagie at the American Express, 125 plus to 1, and he ends up finishing. Second, Hudson Swafford makes that eagle at 16. And it was like, we thought we had a chance. We're like, okay, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Hudson Swafford put it to bed. By the way, Hoagie here, last year was tied for second after 54 holes before he kind of leaked oil mm-hmm. at the end, the final few holes. And this is a guy really good on these short coastal tracks. Third and 12th over the years at the Sony. Third at the Mayakoba. Was fourth last November at the RSM Classic. So I thought Hoagie 60-1 was fair. Let's hope that you're right about that because – also one of my bets as well. Uh, I only played five outrights, and I didn't play anybody really all that short. I mean, it was one of those things for me. I went in, like I said, I plugged in the numbers. I kept it super simple, and I'm just trusting the model this week. I know where my strengths lie kind of in golf betting, and these type of tournaments are just not it for me. So I plugged in. I looked at the model. Whatever seemed of value to me. Those are going to get my bets this week, and that's kind of how it's going to go. So the shortest for me this week, Lanto Griffin actually showing up pretty high I in my model well, on yeah. several for him. 40-1 to 1 is the shortest odd guy on the card for me this week. I did play Streelman at 55-1. to 1. He was in the top three in all three of the versions of the model that I ran, so just too much for me. To ignore on him, I did play Hoagie at 6-1, to one, another guy that was in the top 10 in all three of the versions. Again, the, the 50, the 36, and the 24 round 
that I ran, so I do have him at sixty to one. Russell Knox at he's 80 on my to card one. as well. Uh, eighty to one for me on Russell Knox. Going back to the uh, hey, if Luke List can do it, maybe mm-hmm. Russell Knox can do it. Another guy that yeah. can't putt for anything in this world. But he's but, a greens and regulation yeah. and approach machine, but just nails every one of the other categories that I love this week. And so if he can just get hot with a putter, I mean, we're talking about if you look over the last fifty rounds. In this tournament, he is number two in the field in approach, number three in the field in good drives, number two in the field in proximity, 100 to 125 yards, and number 10 in the field in opportunities gained. I mean, this guy is in the top 10 in all these categories that I care about this week. At 80 to 1, again, he's going to have to find some luck with the putter. He can't Mm -hmm. putt at all, but hey. Luke listed it last week. Right. Why can't it happen again this week? And then the big bomb for me this week, and there's absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he's a prior winner here and everything to do with the fact that he showed up in the top 10 and every single version of the model I ran is Vaughn Taylor. Mm-hmm. Vaughn Taylor at 150 to 1 in this one. Um, I'm telling you guys right now, Vaughn Taylor in the 50-round model for me, coming out number 9 in the in the 36 round, coming out number eight, and in the 24 round, Vaughn Taylor is fifth in yeah. my model inside the top nine every single time, and I'm getting him at 150 to one. He and was so, up there on approach for my mm-hmm. 24 round deal. I think he was eighth, and uh, my bomb that was in the approach was Ches Reeve mm-hmm. at 100 to one, who was sixth there. He has a decent record here at Pebble Beach. Part of that tied for third against uh, where Gary Woodland won that U.S. Open here in 2019. A few guys yeah. that I didn't make bets on that I'll probably end up regretting that we finished. Michael Thompson was up there. Joel Damon was up there, and then uh, Matthew Neesmith was up there mm-hmm. as well. In Mind. Don't Neesmith have bets is on. like the strokes gained approach God. Yeah, man. but like, and then you always bet him at these big prices, and he doesn't find a way to. Yeah, right, right up there for me. Don't have bets in on him now. I'll probably end up regretting that I didn't do that. Kelly, we'll get to our one and done picks just at the top of the next segment. I know everybody is just just waiting on bated breath to see who we're taking for our one and dones. We'll also get to that that prop watch segment that we bumped basically another couple hours in this one. It is <laughs> primetime action here on Visa. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Guess what? No read on this one. It's primetime action here on a Tuesday. It is Matt Brown. It is Wes Reynolds. It is Kelly Bidlin. We were going through uh, all of our golf bets here. We found some better odds out there. There's 300 to 1 that I'm going to have to get in on now on, uh, on Vaughn Taylor, even though I took the 150 to 1 already. Not going to be shut out of the three hundred to one as well. So hey, Matt, be added. it's okay. Remember what happened to me last week? I was thirty-five to one on Will Zalatoris. I walked in here on Wednesday or Tuesday last week, and you guys were like, "You forty-four to one in circle? What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, I'm going to do something you should never do: add another outright that you weren't planning <laughs> on adding, but it saved my butt last week." So that always happens to me, where it's like, "Okay, I think I got a good number," and I'm, and you know, a lot of times when I'm writing the column for Point Spread Weekly, I'm trying to give like a market mm-hmm. average because I don't want to give. Okay, it's a hundred. Hundred to one at like one shop here, but right. you know you do get some numbers. I know, I know downtown here they go ahead and put up some good numbers and they drift them upwards a little bit, like that Matt Kuchar price, eighty-five to one. Like in the European markets, he's like an average of like sixty-six or seventy. All right, so Kelly, you have Gills one and done. He is on Maverick McNeely this week. Okay. Which I, I got to be honest, it was a guy that was a little surprised. He was another guy that was a little surprised I didn't see uh, in my models at all. 
Yeah, and I thought he was too low, and I think really yeah, it's recent form because I think, you know, fifth and second the last two years, of course, the story on McNeely, his dad, Scott McNeely, is the – Former founder, I think still the current CEO of Sun Microsystems. So Maverick McNeely grew up with some money, grew up around Pebble Beach, by the way. His dad plays in this pro-am every single year, pretty much. So McNeely, I think everybody kind of knows that, and that's why you're seeing him down there now as low as 22 to 1. Everybody knows that, Wes. You're right. Wes's background on professional golfers is my favorite thing we ever talk about on this I don't know if he and Danielle Kang are still dating, but by the way, (laughs) Danielle Kang, who lives right here in Las Vegas, as does Maverick McNeely. Danielle Kang's already won this year on the LPGA Tour. Almost won last week. Uh, Lydia Ko got her at the end. So, uh, you know, if they're still together, uh, the guy's got to start getting going because the lady is leading right now. <laughs> All right, Matt, I'm going one and done. I'm going with Kuchar this week because I cannot possibly imagine I will be using Matt Kuchar in all the rest of this year. I like it. I'm, um, I'm, I'm sticking with this like, hey, I'm going to use these guys that I don't really know if I'm going to use again. I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take a flyer on them running hot right now, and I, I'm, I'm going to play Justin Rose. So I, I'm going to play Justin Rose this week. Okay. And get He's him. who I, I was going to play, but like I, I, I don't know. This might not be a fluke from J- you know, Justin Rose, he, and it might not be. But if it is, I want to get it while he's. Well, I'm going to get him while he's hot right yeah. now, and, and and in a weak field, right? And when we were talking last week, Kelly, about Justin Rose, it was like, well, I think he's got some good Florida events coming up, and then I didn't know I would be on him in the very next week. And then <laughs> after I I sent that to you, I was like, well, maybe Pebble Beach might be a good spot because the field is down. But I was like looking at him maybe for like a Bay Hill or like mm-hmm. the Honda Classic or something like that, but I do think Justin Rose showing some very consistent form. That's why I was so surprised Jason Day was priced lower in the initial market than Rose was. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting stuff there. So here's the prop watch segment for the Super Bowl that we were talking about that we were going to uh, to finally get around to. Two hours later, prop watch. Hey. Here's the thing. That's how you keep people around. Oh, that's, a, that's what we call we, it. We, deep we, we, yeah. we said we were going to do it. We're like, guess what? We're not going to do it. And then we said we're going to do it again. And guess what? We're not going to do it. I we feel, did it now. I feel like we're WWE. We're like, we're saying a, a main event or a match is coming, but we're going to make you wait until the main event <laughs> to see this match. I love it. And so here we are. Um, so look, you know, this is, like I said, I, I think a lot of these numbers will will end up kind of getting hammered, you know, into place. And I don't think there'll be a ton of value on, on, on these here after the next few days, actually, when it's all said and done. But if we take a look here at the passing numbers, Matthew Stafford sitting 279 and a half. Joe Burrow sitting 274 and a half. My initial run on all this had Burrow at 275 and a half. So one yard off of where it is right now. I had Stafford at 276 and a half. So only three yards off from where that total is right now. So really it would come into a guessing game of if you wanted to try to guess game script and, and, and all of that. And I mean, listen, you know, mm-hmm. my, my initial lean and Wes, we were talking about this whenever we had drew on was my initial lean is, is that the Bengals are going to come, you know, or at least that I feel like they should completely abandon the run. They should come out, basically be throwing nearly yes. every single down, try and, and keep this, uh, Rams defensive line from being able to just pin their ears back and come after him with all these short passes, keep things, you know, moving, stuff like that. So if anything, I would lean to the over on Burrow just because of the, the the way that I think that the game should go. That being said, I mean, I thought they should have done that last week as well, and then they end up running on 60% of first down. So what do I know? 
Yeah, exactly. And and, and I've been saying that all playoffs, too. I was mm. like, why did the Bengals run so darn much yeah. on first down? And also get Joe Burrow out of the pocket. See if you can do something designed to get him on the run. Like, they didn't really do that against the Chiefs. It was more like the Chiefs were getting a lot of pressure, and Joe Burrow just made great plays mm. to get out there. But when he gets out there, it's tough for these teams to cover these receivers for that long of a basis. And, you know, and there were holes in that Chiefs defense that if you just be a little patient, you know, get out of the pocket and, you know, look for your receiver, you're going to find him down there. So I want to see if Zach Taylor and company, if they are going to, you know, start to pass a little bit more on first down because watching that game on Sunday and I tweeted it out, it's like they're almost wasting downs here. Mm -hmm. You feel like they're wasting downs. Like at best they're like second and eight or second and nine. It's like you can't get behind the eight ball in second and long and third and long when you have an offensive line that quite frankly is not great at protecting the quarterback. They weren't as bad as they were against Tennessee. But what we mentioned earlier, if you're not great at protecting the quarterback, this is not the defensive front you want to face. So, Matt, I want to ask you about one of these passing props yeah. we're about to put up next because this is, I, you know, we had Eric Eager on last night, and obviously Eric's one of the best, one of our favorite guests we have on here, you know, weekly, uh, almost weekly, talking NFL. And, and he pointed out how both these teams really last week seemed to play slower games, wanted to take the air out of the ball, really ended up being, you know, kind of their offense is playing under-type games. Mm-hmm. But I think you're all over it with what you're talking about with the obvious Bengals game plan. So one of the one, one of the best we see our friend Adam Levitan bet a lot is his pass attempts. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow's number has been coming down. I think it opened at 39 and a half all the way down to 36 and a half. At a certain point, though, I think you got to start looking at the over with that, right? If we're thinking they're going to, I mean, there's a lot of game scripts that could fall into this. If we're thinking they can't run on first down every time like they've been doing, mm-hmm. you're going to throw a lot more screen passes, wide receiver, quick hitters, you know, slants or, or even wide receiver screens, whatever, that might happen early. And then if, okay, this does turn into a blowout situation with the Rams, Bengals are going to be passing all over the place to try yeah. to come back. Is so, that is this one you've looked at so at all? So I ran an upside, like, so I ran an upside project, projection deal as well. It came out with Burrow just at a slightly over 41 attempts. Okay. And then 302.7 yards is kind of where I had him on an upside model deal. Where that's like with a game plan of like we're talking about, right? It's it's no longer running on sixty percent of first downs. We're passing on seventy percent of first downs, and 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 all that. And then, as you mentioned, I mean, if the game script does go south, then it should be close to those those numbers anyway. Now, maybe not the yardage, but at least the attempts anyway. Um, you know, with with him kind of dropping back and going at it every single time. So again, I mean, I, I lean towards the overs in these passing mm-hmm. numbers for a Burrow situation. I can't with Stafford strictly because I we've seen Sean McVay become pretty hard-headed with right. once he gets a game plan and he, if he decides like he's going to run Cam Akers and that's just what they're going to do and that's how mm-hmm. he's going to go back like mm-hmm. he 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 doesn't deviate until it is like you know DefCon level 5 right. you know Right right so I, it's, now, it's hard for me to get, get there for, for staff. Now, let me ask you a more mm-hmm. macro question. I know you're involved in the props more mm-hmm. in the regular season, not just in the playoffs when guys like me get involved because obviously fewer mm-hmm. games and different opportunities. Do you find yourself in the Super Bowl where there there's such a wide range in the market and there's so many different props up? Do you find yourself middling on or having the opportunity mm-hmm. to middle on a lot of these props? Like if you go over – 40 receiving yards for like the second or third string receiver. And then you see like 54 and a half somewhere else. Do you find yourself just doing that kind of on principle? I used to, 
I used to love to do that, and that was when it was way easier to do. Whenever like this were the only people that when, would it, when it wasn't necessarily just copy. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever it was like all this out here, it used to be an, an unbelievable experience to be able to do that. The problem is now is, and we were actually talking about this on the show a little bit last night. Wes is, that, you know, all these all these numbers are already out at all the mm-hmm. bo- rest of country books and so by the time yeah so by the time they, they get, get them po- up down they, here they can just copy yeah, they're going to get hammered they're going to be they're going to be hammered into place yeah west mm-hmm. is the is i don't even know the answer to this question is the westgate doing their big prop i believe that thing? they are because they usually do it on thursday because of course the index props come out very early in the week like the day after the game but to your point matt you're mm-hmm. already seeing DraftKings and a couple yeah. others put these numbers up and i think these books kind of sit back and they're like well let's see where the goes like they they see and they know when they're out so they can see okay what's getting hit here so that helps us make our numbers so they let the sharp guys bet these early mm-hmm. at these other places and other jurisdictions and then that determines what they can get their numbers so they don't have to necessarily take the risk of being first to market and putting the numbers out there kelly we're gonna we, we keep talking about Rolled these it over i was gonna say we keep well we keep talking about these trips to uh to arizona Oh, yeah. might might have to get on them, man. We might have to get on them here, and not not just for for some of the golf bets as well. We'll roll this over. We'll take a look at some of the receiving and the rushing props and things that are available out there. And again, as we mentioned, I mean these are rest of country for all of you guys out there. You know th- these are all up. I mean it's uh, DraftKings has them. There's several other books that have them as well. So we'll be sure and see if there's anything that catches our eye. It is primetime action here. On this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Play Wrangler Squares and celebrate their 75th anniversary with a free shot at a share of $75,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Wrangler Squares now to get in on the action for football's biggest Sunday. Wrangler for the ride of live terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, Kelly, I already said that you're going to be in jacket for the Super Bowl special, and now Jean you're going jacket? to be in. You're going no, you're going to be in Wranglers in a jacket. Oh, we're, Wranglers! I, I, in I'm a jacket. getting you. We're, we're going to go to Boot Barn down the street here. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you a pair of Wranglers. Should I go with the Canadian tuxedo and a blazer? <laughs> <laughs> Just the full denim top to bottom. When are you buying me my bottom? Stetson? When, when's my Stetson coming? The full. It's almost rodeo season. Boy. 
That was you that was a you, surprise. You didn't go to the kiosk out here when they were selling all the merchandise. No, I didn't. Matt told me he was going to buy me a Stetson for my Christmas. And then we looked at what those things cost. Wes, have you looked at what the high end uh, cowboy hat like twelve grand? Yeah. That was, like, well, it was like ten thousand dollars. I'm like, you got to be J.R. Ewing who yeah. used to wear those Stetsons, obviously on Dallas to afford one of those. Things. And then I totally understood why I was seeing guys walking around with like. A custom hat carrying like a hard, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hard case, like a hard case. <laughs> like can't get smashed. Well, you got a ten thousand dollar hat in there. Of course, I get it now. Like I didn't, I, I didn't understand. I'm like, that is overkill, bro. Like I mean, if your hat gets a wrinkle in it, now I realize it's ten thousand dollars. They have like a used Honda Civic in that thing. Ah oh, man, if you get an Isaiah wrinkle in your hat, it's worthless from there on out. Yeah. Like so, I'm anyway. That's we're, but we're gonna get you some Wranglers to go along with your your blazer for for the program. So that's Sounds something good. we'll do when you get back from your you know your bachelor party that you've got going if on. You want to run through the scores real quick before we finish this prop watch stuff? Oh yeah, sure. Let's do that. Well, I'm totally prepared to do it. Over in the NBA, we've got the Bucks. On top of the Wizards, 100 to 96, the Bradley Bealist Wizards hanging around, just hanging around. The Raptors up on the Heat, 102 to 98. Drew Dinsick feeling better about that one. Three and a half minutes left in the game. Bulls up on the Magic, 103 94. End of the third quarter. Bulls nine and a half point live favorite, 249 and a half the live total. The Nuggets chipping into that Timberwolves <laughs> lead. It is now 95 to 73. It had gotten to like 30. So, uh, yeah. And Jokic t- heading towards that incredibly empty triple double where they lose by 20 <laughs> points, but he has a triple double. He's got, ni- he's got 19, 15, and 8 right now. Yeah, you know, he's he's going to be close then to the Russell Westbrook quadruple double yes, if you yes, add in the, the turnovers. The super empty triple double where your team still loses by 20. <laughs> Timberwolves 15 and a half live and 235 and a half. <laughs> The live total Spurs up on the Warriors, 69 to 61. This game at the half. Spurs, eight and a half point live favorite, 237 and a half. The live total reminder one more NBA game to go off tonight. Nets at the Suns. You will have Kyrie Irving. You will have James Harden. Uh, you will have not much else on the Brooklyn side. On the Phoenix side, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, good to go tonight. Back in the lineup. Uh, they are Suns seven-point favorites, basically painted across the board right now. I, I got to be honest, I was looking for a little bit uh, for maybe a seven and a half or more to pop. I might have taken a little bit of Nets pregame and then looked to hop in on the Suns in-game because that's that, a right. pretty big number. Uh, but no, nothing for me uh, pregame right now. Over in the NHL, get you caught up on some scores there. We have the Capitals and the Penguins, three apiece. We are in overtime of that game. Islanders up on the Senators, 4-1, to one, nine minutes left in the third period. Predators lead the Canucks, 3-2, second intermission. Predators minus 650 live, Canucks plus 387 is your total. Stars up on the Flames, 2-1, 13 minutes left in the second period. Stars minus 240, Flames plus 175, 6.5, your live total juiced to the over. Coyotes and Avalanche. 0-0 zero, zero first intermission. I should have taken the half Look a goal. Yes. Moving that no team should ever be minus 630 in hockey. They are live. <laughs> Avalanche minus 550 at DraftKings. Coyotes plus 340. Four and a half. 
your live total. Over in college basketball, we have few top 25 games in action. Auburn up on Alabama, 35-26, four minutes remaining in the first half. Texas Tech up on Texas, 33-24, 3.45 remaining in the first half. Providence up on St. John's, 30-27, four minutes remaining in the first half. And Ole Miss all over Matt Brown's LSU, 43-25, 2.39 remaining in the first half. LSU was, uh, there was a lot of advanced statistics that said that they were kind of living on the right side of variance yes. early in the season. Yes. And uh, it, it seems to have caught up to well, them big time. Just, and, and, you know, you got to use those numbers, but you also got to eyeball watch mm-hmm. and watch these games if you're betting as much as you can. This team's not a very good jump shooting yeah. team. I mean, they, they you want to let them shoot threes all night on you, and you, you just got to battle them on the boards, and you can really keep that offense at bay. And it looks like Ole Miss is doing that right now. Several finals over in the NHL as well, if you did bet earlier tonight. The Bruins get it done over the miserable Kraken, but they let them score twice in the third. They still win 3-2. to two. Uh, Get it done over them. The Lightning beat the Sharks 3-2 to two in overtime. The Leafs all over the Devils 7-1 to one mm-hmm. in that one. The Rangers beat the Panthers 5-2. to two, And the Flyers get it done over the Jets 3 to one. Obviously, these sports books are not going to close down anytime soon, but you got to wonder are everybody's got to be betting these favorites on parlays right. and hockey every night and just kicking these guys' butts because you're just not seeing a lot of dogs get there. Now, the Philadelphia Flyers did get there against Winnipeg, but mm-hmm. look, Tampa Bay was a huge mm-hmm. favorite, Boston a big favorite. We, of course, have the, the $6 favorites underway right now with the Avalanche. The Golden Knights are almost $5. I mean, they just got to be – I've never seen favorites cover at like that kind of rate in the NHL in a long time. This might be – Kelly, this might be our – this is how we get back into NHL betting. We just bet like parlays of the just gigantic favorites. Every <laughs> well, I, I could do that. Yeah, I can. I, mean, I, I can get into that because our handicap is they're bigger than three dollar favorites. That's the handicap. <laughs> like we don't know. We don't have to like. That's all it is. Why did you bank that bet? Because they were minus three fifty. Parlay. That's huh? Yes, that's all it is. We're just gonna parlay all those. All right. So let's take a look here at the uh, receiving props for this one. And listen, yes, it is an absurd number for Cooper Cup. He is up at a hundred and two. And a half yards. That being said, pretty much every projection out there has this as a fairly accurate number for the amount, for the volume that he has been getting, Wes. I mean, it is, you know, he's getting the double digit targets every single time that he steps on the field. And so you look and you see this absurd number at over 100 for a receiving prop, and you go, huh? I mean, I guess that's about right mm-hmm. for a guy like him. It's crazy. Yeah, and 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 obviously it's taxed in there, not mm-hmm. only what he's producing, but kind of what we saw on Sunday. Van Jefferson, not right with the injury mm-hmm. because I actually thought maybe he was getting underused. Maybe he's kind of the guy that if they key on Odell Beckham or if they key on Cup that he could do something. And I believe he only had like two catches for – I want to say nine yards on Sunday. So they were not able to do that. T Higgins, you've obviously seen a big adjustment Mm -hmm. on T Higgins because what the chiefs did, I think they kind of relatively kept Jamar chase at bay. I think he only had like 60 some yards. And if you look at what the chiefs did the week before or to the uh, bills, they took away Stefan Mm -hmm. Diggs, but then Gabriel Davis had over 200 yards and had the, the uh, Bundy, the four touchdowns in one game. So when the chiefs were able to keep chase at bay, it was T Higgins that benefited, not Tyler Boyd. So now 
because what was T. Higgins last week? I think he, I gotta think he was in like the high forties or low fifties on receiving yards. That's obviously increased. Here. Yeah, and so Jamar Chase sitting at eighty and a half, and then and then you have T. Higgins sitting in that sixty nine and a half number. And and what we're getting here with that is like we said. I mean, I, we have to assume that the Rams are going to go about the same game plan. I imagine they'll probably stick Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, look, if you can beat us with Higgins and Boyd, then by all means, go about." it. So if that's the case, I mean, it's, it's weird for me to say that I would lean to an under on Jamar Chase, but um, you know, one of the things we saw last week, and you just said, it, I mean, Joe Burrow's not going to force the ball to him mm-hmm. just to force the ball mm-hmm. to him. They gave they gave the looks to T. Higgins because he was the guy that was being able to run free. And if that's the case here yet again, then I think he'll do the same thing yet again. I mean, he understands at the end of the day, it's about winning this game. It's not about forcing the ball to his boy. So um, I, I, I kind of have a, a slight lean to the under there on Jamar Chase. The only problem would be is if you are manning up and he is getting shadowed by by Jalen Ramsey, you know, all he needs right. is kind of like that one blow you know, for Ramsey to slip and fall. Like, the like hit that little bubble screen yeah. out there and just make one guy miss and he raises yeah. off for like 40 or 50 and, yards. And then he's gone. And then at that point, then the, the prop becomes kind of dead here. On the rushing side of things, guys, I'm going to have absolutely nothing. Because, I mean, look, I don't know what the split's going to be between Akers and Michelle by the time this all rolls around. Yeah, I was sweating that Akers under, by yeah. the way, on Sunday. Because he had like 45 yards very early in the second quarter and then never had anything yeah. after that because I thought, okay, they're going to give it to Michelle more because he's a little more sure-handed with the football. He doesn't fumble like Akers did twice against Tampa Bay. And, and with the Mixon thing, I mean, again, if if the game plan plays out like we think that they should, then it would be a natural lean to the under here because we think they should be throwing the ball a ton more. One, uh, on top of that, and then, all, of course, just nobody's having a ton of success running the ball against this Rams team as it is anyway. So, yeah, a pretty heavy lean to the under on Mixon, but, again, probably not something that's going to be in my account. For Russ Reynolds and Kelly Bidlin, I am Matt Brown. Stick around for the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.